getting him to buy back into what he wanted to do stylistically, schematically, and just how to take down a, a Chiefs, a Bills, a Vikings. Like that is a really tough as a leader of a defense to get all you know 26 players or whatever to rally and buy into what you want to do and your scheme that that's tough man that's really tough and he is he's done that in a big way that like i said broncos defense the last eight games just 16 points per game the first five games they were allowing 36.2 they literally cut it half and even more than just cutting it in half that it's it's just ridiculous Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Farrell, with my co-host, Jay Mack, on another episode to go over some interesting uh, interesting things. Uh, I kind of like to think of it as a Vance Joseph appreciation episode. Um, he has been uh, amazing this season. Can't wait to talk about how he, as you guys can tell from the title of the episode, how Vance Joseph turned around the Broncos defense from one of the worst in the league to one of the best in the league. So exciting stuff to talk about. We're going to be listing exactly what Vance Joseph has done schematically and from a leadership standpoint and all that. But, J-Mac, before we go and uh, jump into this episode, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. Can't complain. Um, after after yesterday's watching the Dolphins lose the way they lost, uh, I'm, 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 I'm just feeling good about my team and that they're winning right now. So that's all I can say. Yeah, exactly. Hey, man, the story's right in itself. Uh, Broncos, Dolphins, rematch, wild card could be a uh, could be something. It looks like the scriptwriters are in the bag with that one. But um, so let's go ahead and jump into why Vance Joseph is just an absolute dog. Why he is, how and why he has uh, changed the Broncos' defense for the better. Um, it has been one hell of a story the last eight weeks or so. I mean, the Broncos defense in the last eight games has allowed just 16 points per game. That is second in the NFL behind just the Vikings. I mean, when you talk about what this defense, how they have changed from just like a lineup standpoint, cutting Randy Gregory, cutting Frank Clark, cutting Usain Bassey, those, you know, those subtractions have helped the Broncos defense a lot, but those aren't necessarily Vance Joseph, you know, decisions just solely on his part. Like that is the Broncos front office and mainly Sean Payton deciding to move on from those guys. Obviously Vance Joseph has played a part into that, but when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. What has Vance Joseph done specifically in your eyes to change his defense? Because it, a lot of a lot went on, went on behind the scenes. And with Sean Payton here, we don't know specifically. It's a lot more close to the media as opposed to previous years with head coaches where we kind of hear a lot more 
in detail reports from the media that's a lot closer in the team uh in the in the building and everything but champagne doesn't really let, let a lock it out but what do you think specifically like i said from a schematic standpoint and a leadership standpoint vance joseph has changed with this defense with the talent that he's had on his roster well i think it started with uh what you said and the main thing was just getting guys out of there and moving guys around schematically. I think a saying Bassey getting cut, bringing in McMillan after the Bears game and letting him play more in the slot was huge. Um, benching, the benching of Damari Mathis was huge as well. Uh, bring, letting Fabian Monroe kind of ease him into ball games. I think that, uh, that really helped a lot uh, to start it off. And then schematically, they ran more man coverage. They stopped putting Singleton and Jewel in one-on-one situations in the middle of the field. And they start putting the safeties there more in like playing more slot guys, putting McMillan there. I mean, that really helped. I mean, because at first, you know, we talked about how he did that in Arizona a lot with Zayvon Collins and was dropping him and Isaiah Simmons back and covered so much. And their defense was ranked kind of where our defense was ranked bottom of the league. So, um, you know, he switched that up and schematically that, that that's really all it took it also took um it, it took some more things but schematically really just more man coverage and replacing guys you know getting Damari Mathis in the same bassy for, for Fabian Monroe and Jaquan McMillan was just huge I mean Jaquan McMillan he deserves to be in the Pro Bowl or just he deserves to be way talked about way more than what than what he is I mean the stats really speak for itself I mean he's just he's playing on a whole different level and I'm so like a saying Bassey, you saw him and Sean Payton talking after the Chargers game. I mean, it's nothing personal. It's just, I mean, Jaquan McMillan is just the guy. And Fabian Moreau's been playing really well too. So yeah, Vance Joseph's doing a lot more of what Evero did uh, at the, you know, during last season. Kind of taking away linebackers from coverage and kind of dropping more DBs in coverage, but also bringing the blitz. I mean, one of the big, my opinion, top two biggest reasons why this defense has turned off so much is the blitz rate. I mean, schematically, everything has shifted because of the blitz rate. Through the first five weeks of the season, I feel like Joseph was trying to run a defense that really stylistically did not fit to the player's strengths and honestly didn't even fit to what Vance Joseph, his, his play-calling abilities as a defensive coordinator. I still, to this day, struggle to think and try to like gr grasp why – the, the defense that he was running was being ran through the first five weeks. I don't know specifically what was going on there. It wasn't working for week one. It didn't work week two, didn't week, especially week three. And they just kept running it. They ran it obviously in the Chicago game again. And it, I don't know why it took that long to fix things. And that's why so many people were calling for his job deservingly. So, um, but then when the real shift happened, the Broncos, Joseph had just a 21.6% blitz rate through the first five weeks of the season. That was around the middle of the pack in the NFL. That's not what Vance Joseph is good at. He's a very aggressive defensive coordinator. He likes to bring the blitz. That's how his pass rush gets home. You even you've seen it. You saw in Arizona, he blitzed. He was like top three, even first some years in Arizona in, in blitz rate. That blitz rate jumped up so much after the first five weeks of the season. Um, the Broncos had the fifth highest blitz rate in the NFL last season under Azero Evero at 31.5%. A lot of people, you know, wonder why our defense is so good last year is because the secondary was playing really, really well because of the blitz was being so effective. Even though there's not a lot of household, you know, we don't have a crazy, we don't have crazy names like Nick Bosa, Daniel Hunter, whoever it is, we're still getting a lot done with the blitz in these last, uh, especially eight games. 
because of what the the dial you know the packages the blitz packages that van joseph has dialed up like schematically that's the biggest change to me like we're still running a good amount of zone coverage it's just it's the blitzing that is so effective with alex singleton Josie Jewell, um, even other players as well. You have Jaquavi Mill and PJ Locke, who I love how he is using them blitzing the quarterback. It is the quarterbacks have nothing to show for it uh, these last few games. Yeah, speaking about that, the Broncos defense, we have 18 sacks in the last three games. It ranks first in the NFL. And I mean, it just goes to show even before the three games of how well we've been able to get the quarterback. Vance Joseph, I mean, it was kind of like he was. The way the defense was playing, he was relying on the defensive line more than relying on the secondary. And yep. that you can't do that with this defense because he was running, he was dropping back two safeties. And usually, you know, you saw it last year, they usually played Simmons or they played uh Kareem Jackson, whoever it was. They played them kind of closer. They played one of them at least in the box. Usually the Broncos, they were they always ran one safety back, and Vance Joseph was putting two. And that's that's he's relying too much on the pass rush to get home when the Broncos strong suit is a secondary. So, I mean, like we caught earlier, man, you, they had to blitz because if you're going to rely that much on the pass rush and they're not really getting home, then, you know, you're going to give up, and, and, and you're running zone, oh, you're going to give up a whole bunch of chunk plays. You're going to lose a whole bunch of games. So, and that's what happened through the first five games. I want to say, man, getting back healthy too. Like we lost Justin Simmons early. Sure. A lot of guys went down early. Getting Baron Browning back. I mean, getting back healthy was huge in – and, and, and like you said, also um, letting some guys go, and just and also like your guys getting hurt, man. Like I'm not, or well, Kareem didn't get hurt; he got suspended. But it brought out PJ Locke, and we we got to see what he can do and what he can actually showcase more on, on a bigger stage and for a, a longer period of time than we used to. But man, getting back healthy was huge. Getting Baron Browning back, it's changed his defense. Like I didn't think it was going to change the defense as much as it has, but it's. We have now a really solid rotational for the edge rushers. Getting Randy Gregory and front Frank Clark out of there was the best thing we could have done because the Broncos felt obligated to play them because they were veterans and you paid them all this money, but they were they didn't really want to be here. Well, I know Frank Clark really didn't want to be here, but Randy Gregory, I said it multiple times. I felt like dude was just there just to talk. Like he was just a guy that was just talking a lot. Didn't really produce a lot. And man, Nick Benito, Jonathan Cooper, Bam Browning, and Man, those three, the way in Zach Allen, too. He had eight quarterback pressures, one sack, and a 20.5% pressure rate. I mean, that's – and people are going to say that we miss Draymond. I mean, this dude the, – the biggest question we really have for him was his health, and he's been really healthy, so – you talk about the pass rush, the sacks, not even in the last three games, the last six games, the Broncos have 20 sacks. Um, that is that is fifth in the NFL. So what they have done just from pa a pass rush standpoint is solely, I feel like it's a lot reliable, not only because, because guys are stepping up because of the blitz is working so effectively. Like when you're rushing Alex Singleton, that accounts for another blocker on their offensive line, which frees up another free pass rushing lane for uh, a Jonathan Cooper or a Nick Benito or a Baron Bonning, um, which by the way, I'm hoping Nick Benito is okay. We definitely uh, need him for this, these, uh, these next four games, but um, yeah, the blitz has worked so effectively. You talk about the health that has also helped out a lot. Like that isn't on, that isn't on Vance Joseph. That's just, you know, uh, that's a champagne thing. Honestly, all the research he's done this year, um, the different technology that they have used to, um, and the conditioning as well, um, that we've talked about in other episodes has just been huge and, um, a big piece of why this uh, team is much, much better and healthy down the stretch as opposed to previous years. Um, but 
Also, it feels like this team is just playing with a lot more physicality and attitude. These ever since that Chiefs game on Thursday night football, um, I know we lost 19 to 8, but the defense still played really, really well given the fact the offensive line, or excuse me, the offense was not that great. Ever since that game, it feels like this defense has been flying around and playing crazy. And I feel like that's honestly because guys have bought into what Van Joseph does. And let me tell you, that's you can't overstate that enough and praise that enough because it is hard to get all how many players are on the defensive side of the ball to ball to buy in to what you want to do schematically, especially after you give up 70 in a, in a, in a road game and just be absolutely demoralized, have guys thinking that they're going to, I remember James Palmer reported that several guys believe that they were going to get traded before the trade deadline. Like guys really were as at one point, we're not bought into what um, Vance Joseph um, and they honestly, wasn't even just that uh, they just felt like they were kind of, the season was lost, a lost cause, but he got those guys just getting him to buy back into what he wanted to do stylistically, schematically, and just how to take down a, a Chiefs, a Bills, a Vikings. Like that, that is a very, very difficult thing for one coach. Not only just him, obviously, other coaches like Marcus Dixon and Christian Parker, but that is a really tough as a leader of a defense to get all, you know, 26 players or whatever to rally and buy into what you want to do in your scheme, that that's tough, man. That's really tough. And he is, he's done that in a big way that, like I said, Broncos defense, the last eight games, the 16 points per game, the first five games, they were allowing 36.2. They literally cut it half and even more than just cutting it in half that it's, it's just ridiculous. Like, and these, a lot of these guys are young too. It's not like these are a lot of veterans that, um, have the experience to uh, believe in a comeback or about like these guys, a lot of the players in this defense have not won in the NFL. Yeah. And I think a huge part of it and why they bought in was nobody got moved. I mean, like you see in the past two seasons as well, I don't, I think can't remember how long ago Von Miller got traded, but it seems like at the deadline, we always make a move for the defense, give, give in leaders on the defense, giving away Chubb, giving away Von Miller. And I think when they, you know, you see like, okay, they didn't give no, none of us up. Like, and then, like I said, like we talked about earlier, Jaquan McMillan has really set a, I don't want to say set a, yeah, I'll say it, he set a tone on his defense. Like when Definitely. he, when he was inserted into the start, like when he became a starter, like you just saw like a shift with him on the field. Like he brought something that really wasn't there through the first five games. And then everybody else just fed into it. And that's, what, especially in the secondary too, you just like the energy just shifted. Like, and you could just, it was just the way they played. It wasn't necessarily them, like, shutting teams down. It was the attitude. Because we talked about, like, through the first five weeks, man, we wouldn't seeing anything. Like, it was just team go score, score a touchdown. It was just like, well, next possession. Like, it wasn't any hard. It wasn't anything. Like, you seen Kareem Jackson trying to, like, hype people up on the sideline. We're getting blasted by the Bears. Like, he's trying to get everybody ramped up. And, I mean, that. I think honestly, it was the like majority of it was kind of like, yeah, guys, guys might be traded, but then like when you stick with them, and Sean Payton made zero moves, you didn't trade Josie Jewel, you didn't all the Pastor Tan stuff, all the Justin Simmons stuff, and everybody stayed home, and then you got the just guys coming in bringing a different type of energy. I mean, hey man, guys bought in, and I mean it definitely benefited from it because. We needed something like that. Like, I mean, and I was all on board for, you know, being buyers or, I mean, sellers at the trade deadline. But it seems like not doing that 
was a huge part of like this season and the turnaround that this defense had because it gave them like, man, this organization still believes in us after all it is. Like we gave us 70 and this organization said, we don't need to make any defensive move, like any major defensive moves. And Hey man, the defense is, they've been teed up. Yeah. I was literally right about you. Took the words right out of my mouth. They not trading those guys shows that man, these, my, my coach believes in me, this, this yep. front office, this organization believes in me that that gives you so much confidence, especially as a young player in this league. Like if you're a veteran be like, Oh, so what? I'm going to get traded to a contender. I'll be fine. But no, these young players, they, they want to make a, a, a name for themselves and a, a career. And when those opportunities, you know, presenting themselves as saying bass getting cut or Randy Gregory getting cut, Frank Clark getting cut, like those are opportunities for them to, to show out. And they definitely show, it uh, post trade deadline, and for a lot of people that don't even, you know, for Vance Joseph, for Vance Joseph, he's also been a big reason that you know the the belief has been ins installed in these players' minds. I mean, I want to recall a specific quote that Justin Simmons had in early November um, from uh, uh from the Miami game. Actually, it was after the Miami game. Um, he said. Uh, this is actually in a defensive meeting when with Vance Joseph. Justice Simmons said, we're pulling up clips from the Miami game, the Chicago game, and the Washington game. Games where they kind of got out of hand, especially the Miami game. And he puts up all the clips, the negative plays that we had, the positive uh, that the offense had. Then he puts up the clips of the positive plays that we had and the negative plays that the offense had just showing the minute difference and it's like one or two guys that not are not being gap disciplined or not reading their coverage right in the first few seconds of the coverage responsibility then it's just a, a trickling effect like that's what J-Mac was talking about like when the play is not being made it feels like it's oh yeah just just on to the next play like we'll we'll try the next you know possession it's not really just trying to you know correct those things in game and it feels like once a bad play happens it's like a i don't know it's a infection like it will happen again and and again and and again and that's why we allowed 70 in week three um he also goes on to say the moral of the story when we were going over in this in the meeting was we were able to get takeaways and the second thing is we were playing sound disciplined football it's not always pretty it does it doesn't uh always mark you know, mark up the stat sheet. But when you play as a complete unit, all 11 on the football field, you guys can be really special and it's on tape. So this is our standard week in and week out. I'll control the X's and O's, Vance Joseph says, and you guys control the effort. That that to me is like a bit, that's a huge thing to say to your guys. Like that, that's what you, you, you'll you get your guys to buy into. Like just that last sentence, I'll control the X's and O's, you guys control the effort. And um, that that really shows that the players that, man, it's in your hands to execute out, out there. Um, and I, I feel they, they've definitely done that over the last eight games. Yeah, and I think it was the right message too because this is a defense that has been, had that mentality over the last few years that they've been the driving force of this team and they needed to be reminded of that. And Vance Joseph, I mean, credit to him, I mean, most guys like that, you know, well, I ain't gonna say most guys like him, but usually guys give up 70 and the fan base and calling for their job and all of that. I mean, they usually don't turn it around like this. They we'll usually just kind of, you know, just spiral. It gets more out of control. And he found a way to keep it in control without, and that's what I'm saying, without even having to make any major moves. Like, yeah, you cut some guys, but it wasn't anything major. Like you didn't trade one of the cornerstones. And that was, that. that's the biggest part to me. And Vance Joseph, I mean, it's just the, the turnaround has been amazing. I, I will say this. Uh, one, one Another point I want to add is through the first, like, five weeks, like, we talked about, like, why isn't PS2 in one-on-one -on -one coverages with the other team's best guy? And he started doing that. 
and that also played a – I mean, that, that was a humongous reason. Putting him on the other team's best receiver because he wasn't really on Tyreek. He would, I mean, he was on DJ Moore more like that. That's the game. The second half is when it really started clicking. But the other games, I mean, he wasn't really on Devontae. They were running a lot of zone. He was on him for some plays, but man, putting like just just think about how the rest of the season has went. Putting Patrick Sertan on the other guy's number one option on one of the best receivers, like. He's the best corner in the league, and I feel like him going back, like I said earlier, a little bit more in the man coverage, but, like, letting PS2 shadow them. Like, no, you're going to follow your um, – who have we played that's been really good this year? Stephon Diggs. Like, we're going to go – you're going to shadow him. You're going to – like, because the one time they had Fabian Moreau on him, Josh Allen went right to Diggs. Anytime uh, against the Browns with Amari Cooper, you're going to shadow him, whether he's in the slot, whether he's outside – that's your that's your that's your assignment, and it wasn't like that through the first three four weeks of the season. So I, I mean, that's just another point I want to add. Yeah, exactly. That's it's using your players to the strengths and using your defense, uh, putting the players in the best position positions to make plays. And also, we talked about you know, Justin Simmons in that quote talked about the takeaways. I mean, that is single handedly is a big reason why the defense is turned around. The not only has that made this defense just much more successful, but it's made the offense much more successful. And in result, the Broncos team has a much better record because of it. Since week eight, the Broncos have, um, or it might be week seven, since around the Broncos uh, winning streak started, the Broncos offense has the best starting field position in the NFL. Why is that? Because the Broncos have 24 damn takeaways this year. They're just ridiculous. In the last six games, they have 17 takeaways. I don't I I was trying to find I was trying to do my research to find what's the best six game span of takeaways in NFL history. That's definitely up there. 17 takeaways in six games is ridiculous. And the reason for that is Vance Joseph is putting guys in positions to make plays. Alex Singleton is blitzing at an incredibly high rate and is doing it effectively and causing takeaways. Josie Jewell is always in the right, you know, it seems like he's always in the right spot to get a, a fumble recovery. Um Passer Tan, like you said, being on the number one receiver has re- has forced other teams to throw the ball other ways and you know force turnovers. You saw Fabian Moreau pick off CJ Stroud in the end zone. It's not really a, t- a takeaway, but those are things that help your help your defense. It's important that prevented two points. You saw him pick off uh, Josh Allen in the Bills game. Jaquan McMillan, yeah, Jaquan McMillan has been a big reason. Uh, he's been getting some takeaways as well. I still think he probably he might have got robbed in that uh, in uh, the Chargers Man, game. Dog. Yeah. A damn strip sack, fumble recovery, and a touchdown. That that sucks. That was giving me serious like 2015 Broncos. Oh uh, yes, defense it was. Vibes. It was seriously. It was. Like, and I'm not gonna lie. That rule has to be changed. Like, so stupid. It's so stupid. Like, do you mean the ball's like like? So you're telling me just because, but the ball's still in his hand. Like, I don't care whether or not it's going forward. Like, the ball is in his hand. It's a strip. Like, but I for Jaquan Miller, I just want to say this real quick. He's a one of two players in the NFL this season with multiple sacks, interceptions, forced fumbles, and fumble recoveries. He's also already he's already set a single season franchise record for most tackle for losses by a Broncos DB with seven. Let me remind everybody: this dude started. They they inserted him into the lineup in week five. Week five. This dude is like he has to be talked about as one of the best slot corners in the league. I know a lot of people, I mean, Kenny Moore is really great, but I think he should be in the conversation. Just in, in, in Amir brought up earlier, the way that Van Joseph disguises these blitzes, watch how fast he comes off on, on his blitzes. 
Like it's like Justin Herbert and Easton Stick, they had absolute no time on uh, on Sunday. It was just oh Jaquan McMillan's coming. I think he got how, how many sacks? I can't remember how many sacks one. he had. He had one sack, but it seems like he he got there every single time he blitzed sure, in like too. a split second. So man, j- just I, I want to harp back on him for a little bit, man. I mean, just inserting him is is in the. It seems like every game they're talking about it on the broadcast, like how 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 good he's been. It's just he deserves way more credit, man. Yeah, and credits to Vance Joseph because he he's always putting him, it feels like, in the right positions to make plays. And they were trying to put him at outside in the training camp, and I, I didn't understand it. Like, he was so damn good in the slide, East, Eastern Carolina. And starting him in the – he played a little bit in week four against the Bears. Um, Obviously, that he had that uh, DJ Moore touchdown on him. But the next week, man, ever since then, he has just been really, really, really good. Um, and that's because he's in the slot and he's also being used a lot more a lot lately in blitzing the quarterback. And he's just he's the kind of guy where he has to be around the ball. That's 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 when Jaquami Millen is making all the plays is when he's around the ball, you know, rushing a quarterback, obviously uh, playing in the slot. Um, guarding the team's uh, starting slot receiver, like he has to be around the football, and um, he also is so da- like another thing is he's so good at stopping the run too. Man, like he he's probably our best run stopping DB. Honestly, him and Jay Sims are damn good. Yeah, I mean, think think about how bad we were against the run. I mean, we're not great against the run, but I mean, like the difference it's just the difference between him and the same Bassey. And think about it, man, because Kawan Williams is supposed to be the guy. That's a lot of people forgetting too. Like Kawan Williams was supposed to be the starter. And the same Bassey took over. I mean, just think about like how everything fell into place, and just look at the difference, man. Like, like you said, like Van Joseph said, it's guys missing gaps and everything like that. I mean, it's pretty pretty sure it's the guys who were released and the guys that that we made changes with. But I mean, it's just it's like just watching the difference between him and the same Bassey is just absolutely ridiculous. And I mean, no disrespect to Bassey, but I mean, it's just the the difference in both of them, both of those guys is. It's actually ridiculous. And you hit it on the money when you say he needs to play right by the ball because he does. Yeah. Um, Sean Payton in New Orleans has always been known to prefer working with a blitz-heavy, heavy man coverage defensive play caller. I mean, so he it seems like his defensive play callers in New Orleans are always running a lot of uh, 46 defense, which is an old-style defense for a lot, of you, a lot of people that don't know. It's a formation with uh, eight men in the box, six along the line of scrimmage. That is a lot what Van Joseph has changed to in the last uh, in the, ever since that uh, Chiefs game on Thursday football. So um, another thing why this uh, defense schematically has changed for the better. Um, one of the last things I want to talk about uh, in 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 today's show. Do you think Van Joseph has uh, done enough to? Uh, I've seen some people talk about this. Has he done enough to earn uh, m- maybe some uh, head coach interviews this this off season? I'm not gonna go that far. I'm not gonna say head coaches. I don't think. I, I don't think. I think got some people are just meant to be coordinators, man. And I think that's Vance Joseph. I'm not saying he can't lead. I mean, it's just I don't know if that's what he even wants to do. But um, it depends how we really finish the season. I think people are going to look at this turnaround. He may get one interview, but I don't know. I feel like people are going to look at that beginning of the season and just look how bad it was. That 70 is always going to be a taint. Like, bro, you gave up 70. Um, but, I mean, look, the way he's turned this around, I just – I wouldn't be too surprised, but I don't think he's going to get any head coaching interviews. But, I mean, this turnaround, even if the Broncos somehow miss the playoffs and then we don't we don't make the playoffs, this turnaround has to, is, has to be recognized and talked about for a long time. Like, this is – like, in, I think it just in my years of watching football, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this 
You couldn't have predicted this. I don't care if anyone wants to say you couldn't have predicted this type of turnaround. You couldn't. Yeah, all the credit in the world to BJ. And I'm on board with you. I think he might get one uh, head coach interview, especially if the defense continues to play this elite. Um, but, man, he I'm hoping he doesn't because uh, I would love to keep him uh, here next year. We talked about that in our uh, last episode. Uh, we, we definitely need to keep him here and potentially give him a raise as well. I don't know what his, his contract look like, looks like just because coaches or the contracts are never public to anybody uh, on you know any uh, website websites or anything like that so whatever his contract is he does does deserve a raves uh in my opinion um he's been ex extremely stellar for the broncos this year um can't speak highly enough about what vance have has done changing this defense uh schematically the, obviously the point differential from the first five weeks of the season to uh the last eight weeks of the season is just remarkable um vance joseph deserves all the praise in the world today i feel like today was a good uh today was a good day to give uh vance joseph his appreciation of flowers and respect yeah i agree and man if you would have told me uh after the jets game or after the bears game that we would have an episode like this this late in the season <laughs> man i would have been like shut up like just shut up bro nah but i mean yeah i mean it's i mean look i was everybody knows i was one of the main guys calling for his job i said some pretty crazy stuff um, but I feel like it was warranted at the time. But hey, man, I give you flowers. I mean, this, like I said, this turnaround is special. Um, and I mean, he's really he's recognized the talent. I feel like the the main thing was I think people just kind of came to him was like, look, dude, like you got it's a lot of talent in the secondary. You need to start relying on it. And I feel like he's, I mean, he's just boosted the secondary. We got younger, we got healthier. And I mean, like you said, the last six games. It's just been nothing but spectacular. And we played we played some really good teams during the stretch, some really good quarterbacks, and we made them be almost non-existent, like really non-existent. Like C.J. Stroud was in the MVP talks. He wasn't really himself that day. Josh Allen, I mean, like what he had, like four turnovers? Ridiculous. Something like that, yeah. Patrick Mahomes, nothing but turnovers. Didn't even score a touchdown. I mean, Justin Herbert before he got hurt. I, people, I saw people on Twitter trying to say, Justin Herbert doesn't go down as a different ball game. No, it's not. Justin Herbert was doing absolutely really nothing even when he was playing. That's why they chose to sit him out for the rest of the game. They're like, we're not going to win this game. Um, but and, 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 hey, look, man, and the thing is we still got a big game coming coming up. We got the Lions this week. Um, and this defense, man, and once again, they're making me it, – it's like just it's, – it's another season. Like this is, seems like kind of the perfect season. You know, we – the defense – it's still playing. They they start off a little bit slow, but they're playing at a hot back to their high level. Really, this like with, with, with all the takeaways, I don't want to say it's looking like it's better than last year defense, but the way that they're getting these turnovers, like it's definitely like I, it's not a crazy thing to say. Like all the think like all the forced fumbles, all the interceptions, just guys making all these plays, and then finally the offense can put up enough points. So, hey man. Yeah, this defense is playing remarkable. Like I said, uh, 16 points per game in the last eight weeks. They are, as of late, one of the top three defenses in football. You can't argue with stats. They show, they're showing it in sacks. They're showing it um, in pressure rate. They're showing it, obviously, in the most important statistic is points per game allowed. So um, credit to Vance Joseph. Huge, huge turnaround. By far the greatest defensive turnaround in NFL history. I don't think anybody can argue with that anymore. Um, so it's 
this this season, man, has been a hell of a story. I don't think any of us could really have predicted how this defense turned around. It's just remarkable. All the praise uh, to Van Joseph and the young players that have stepped up. And also shout out to our Russell Wilson. It came out, uh, he told uh, in a, a post-game uh, interview um, that at, during the uh, during halftime week four against yeah. the Chicago Bears in Chicago, he actually approached uh, Van Joseph and straight up just you know pulled him to the side and told him like, hey, man, I've, I've played against your defenses a lot, dating back to Denver and dating back to especially – Arizona when he was playing in Seattle like he has a five and five record against him for a reason he's like man your defenses are tough I know what you're capable of so this I I know you can turn this defense around and he did exactly that and he's saying something like that to uh, your coach installs a lot of belief into uh, Vance Joseph and that's a big reason why he turned around literally right after not after that game the Jets game was still a little rough but the week after that um, defense has just been um, remarkable. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed. If you guys are listening on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe. All your support is greatly appreciated. Leave a comment down below as well. Let us know what you guys think about uh, Mr. Vance Joseph and his uh, de- defensive turnaround this year. If you're listening anywhere else uh, to the Broncos Avenue podcast, all your support is greatly appreciated as well. But with that being said, I'm your host, Amir Farrell, with my co-host, Jordan Mackey, a.k.a. J-Mac. To the next one. Peace out, everybody. Peace out, everybody.